Hello, everybody, and welcome back to You Are Good Enough. This is your host, Kimberly Bell. Today, we're talking about couples and some sneaky patterns that build resentment in the relationship. But I don't think we often think about these things. We're aware that we don't feel so good, but we're not always aware of why we don't feel so good, right? I mean, some of the bigger frustrations are more obvious. But my idea is to start talking about some of these patterns, because if you can be aware of these patterns in your own relationship, then you can actually change it. You can actually shift it away from what it is. You can be more mindful about yourself if you're participating in some way in this pattern. And honestly, (laughs) all of these patterns take two people. So um, no matter what side of it you're on, and we switch sides all the time when we're in a couple, um, you might identify with something and hopefully this will help you become more mindful and conscious about your participation in your relationship because that's what this is all about. Um, I feel as though relationships are here to teach us and to help us grow, to help us stretch. Um, Yes, I believe that they are here for us to get closer and closer to love. but they're also here to help us get closer and closer to ourselves and to loving ourselves more. And through the opportunity of relationship, we get to see contrast, right? That which feels good and that which we know doesn't feel good. And having that realization is what can help us to go deeper in ourselves to make choices that feel better, right? It's all about feeling better. It's all about feeling good in a healthy way, in a non-codependent way. And so that's why I'm talking about this today. Um, So getting, getting down to sneaky patterns. One that I would like to talk about is, uh, and, and this is, this is an interesting one. And this is something that I just, like this just hit me over the head the other day, like, oh my gosh, Like this happens in relationships and oh my gosh, I've been on both sides of this. And this is, you know, when your partner might suggest, um, here's an example. So your partner might suggest, oh, you know, um, you know, if you don't feel so good about yourself, however the partner says it, you know, maybe you, if you go on a diet and you lose some weight, maybe you feel better, right? So We're all sensitive to things about ourselves physically. And oftentimes in relationships, a partner might make a suggestion of, oh, have you ever thought of cutting your hair short? Or, oh, have you ever thought of, you know, not not oftentimes do people say, have you ever thought about losing some weight? But people say passive things around the weight issue, right? So, um, or maybe this hobby would be a good idea for you, right? Now, I want to point out that I think one reason, and we all know what it feels like to have somebody make a suggestion to us, right? And I'll be honest with you, years ago, I didn't necessarily know or realize this pattern, of course, when I was in the middle of it, because I would just 
hear what the partner was saying and I knew in that moment that what they really were saying is, um, <laughs> I might like you better or I might like this if you do that. But it's not like our partner is coming and being really upfront with us about the motive behind it, right? So when we make a suggestion to our partner, sometimes, not all the time, sometimes though, it can come from an agenda, right? Which we would think might be a hidden agenda, which could be the way they feel, right? So um, I knew a couple of years ago who uh, she was, uh, I don't know, 30 pounds overweight, and it really bothered her husband. And he was always trying to encourage her to lose weight, to do this, to do that. But of course, what the, what the guy didn't realize, and they're not together anymore for obvious reasons, but that was just one reason, right? What they didn't realize, or what he may not have realized, is every time he says something, and we all know what this feels like too, every time your partner shows you what it is that you could be doing differently, we get the hit that they don't like us, right? It makes us feel not good enough for them, right? If you don't like me, you know, if you're trying to get me to lose weight, it just pushes me farther away from you, definitely. Because when a partner repeatedly points out things that they wish were different, it just pushes us apart from each other because there is a part of us that's aware that this isn't love. And I want to point that out. It's not love. It's trying to get the other person to become what you want. And, and if we were whole within ourselves, we would not need our partner to make any changes so that we would be comfortable. Getting back to this couple, this person married her being overweight. It just became a problem a year within it. Well, I think it was always a problem, but it just started getting talked about after they were married. And, you know, sometimes people hold things back, right? Sometimes people might not say the truth. Well, oftentimes people don't say the truth, but sometimes we hold back on some of it. And then if we get married, we might feel like the piece of paper in the ceremony have actually made us feel more secure within the relationship, which is, you know, I think it's a false sense of security, right? But this is an important um, pattern to talk about because this breeds resentment. So if, no matter what side you've been on, if you're the person who is always pointing out what is lacking in your partner or what you think they could be doing better or what they should be doing or have they tried this, have they tried that. Sometimes it's helpful, right? Sometimes it comes from a pure and well-intentioned place, but oftentimes it doesn't. Oftentimes there is an agenda and the other person will become resentful over it. And here's well, I guess I'll leave that for a minute. So the other person can become resentful. What happens when that person becomes resentful? They shut down. They get, they get it. You don't like me because I'm not the way you want me to be. And so what does that do? That puts space in between us. So how does that play out? That plays out in 
other frustrations during the day or in the next week or for the next year, right? We get loud and clear that you're showing me there's things you don't like about me. And I, of course, I've, man, I have played both roles here. So if you're the person who's, let's say you're the person who's being told, you know, it would be great if you would lose some weight or it would be great if you, you know, changed your hairstyle or colored your hair or whatever, you know. Um, this, this is all sounding a little sexist right now. Um, actually, while I'm doing this podcast, I realize this. Um, sorry, this is my programming coming through. So I would say, well, let's turn it around. Well, let's say that, um, let's say that, uh, you know, a female spouse or a spouse, doesn't matter who it is, but maybe we're trying to encourage somebody to make a big change in their life. Um, and you feel like you see what's really holding them back from being happy, let's just say. So, you know, maybe it is weight, no matter if it's man or woman on the other partner or whoever. Um, but if you're the person who's feeling criticized, let's call it that. If I'm the person who feels criticized, I can turn around if I have the presence of mind and I can realize that this is gonna make me angry unless I say, th say something to my partner. And I have the opportunity to look at my partner and I can say, you know what? Um, I'm sorry if you don't like the way that I look or you're uncomfortable with this. Um, but this is, this is the way I am right now, and this is where I am right now. And I'm not saying that this is a cure-all, but what this does is this allows the person who would ordinarily just become angry and walk away the power of speech to let the other person know, you know what, I hear you. I see what you're doing. It doesn't feel good. It's okay to say that. This doesn't feel good to have you keep telling me that you think I should do this and I know where it's coming from or I have a feeling I know where this is coming from. And this opens up an opportunity to talk about this. And I, I do want to say to the person who is the one who's pointing things out or the more, you know, the one who's being critical in the moment or pushing their agenda on another person. If you are the person who is focused on somebody else and them not looking or being or acting the way that you think they should, it truly, truly, truly has more to do with you than it does with your partner. And so what I would offer to you is, and of course, I've been there, I get it, okay, and I think we all have, what I would offer to you is to ask yourself quietly in your own mind, why? Why is this so important to me? Oh, because I'm not as attracted to them. Okay, well, that's important to listen to, okay? Because I will say that authentic love, okay? And I don't want to make this about weight, even though that this is how this is feeling right now, but Authentic love sees differently. It doesn't get hung up on 10 pounds. Authentic love is this feeling that surpasses time and place and what society has said. Now, 
if we see something in our partner and it's showing us they don't feel so great about themselves and you and you see that through their weight I get it and I understand it I'm not talking about that right now what I'm talking about is a person who's pushing their agenda on another person trying to get them to change something because it doesn't it's not making them happy and in the same breath of you needing that other person to change I'm sure that this is this has everything to do with you in a lot of ways right so it's why does it bother me why do I care so much and I would also invite you to probably put more focus on yourself because when we put more focus and I guess I'll say when we give ourselves more love okay when we are kinder to ourselves and we take care of ourselves then all of a sudden what other people are doing doesn't affect us in the same way we might notice it and if we honestly feel that our partner is being harmful to themselves then we come about it from a loving place it's a very different place than an ego driven place which is my agenda is what's important here i need you to you know act differently to look differently to be differently so that i can feel comfortable so any time you feel that in your partnership it's a great time to to you know you don't have to do it in the moment you can gather your thoughts go away gather your thoughts and bring them to the table and say hey i see what you're doing it makes me uncomfortable my feelings are hurt i keep hearing this over and over again what are we going to do about this and again i offer to the person who's pointing things out maybe nitpicking maybe not maybe it's just one thing they keep bringing up over and over again it might not ever change and if it doesn't change how are you with that right if you're frustrated because your partner is not changing because you need them to be a a different way then you have a choice to maybe you need to move away from that relationship if this is it depends on what this is for you is this a really big deal or not a big deal um whatever it is big or small it's an opportunity for you to have a conversation with yourself and to go deeper and ask the why questions and just when you've answered the question for yourself ask why again okay so that was a little long-winded for that one but that that is that pattern the next pattern is keeping score <clears throat> and we're all probably aware of this one too keeping score is you know paying attention to what i do for my partner and what my partner doesn't do for me basically and i want to say right now that if you are paying attention to that then that's not love if your focus is on what your partner is or is not doing and this is related to the last one if you're focused on you having to do more and then not doing enough then the focus is on lack and it's on what's missing and as long as we're focusing again on lack and what's missing which is keeping score then we can never have a loving relationship because we're focused on the fear of not having the fear of missing out the fear of not getting my needs met it's our job as individuals to take care of our needs in many ways and then allow our partner to be the icing on the cake remember it's not my partner's job to make me happy it's not my my job to make my partner 
happy. It's not my job to make my partner's life okay, right? It's my partner's job to make their life okay. And if I think that I can actually make their life okay or be that for them, then, then it's probably a good time to have a conversation with myself and to ask, why do I feel the need and what is it that I'm doing here? What is going on? So keeping score, though, just takes us farther and farther away from a loving relationship. If you do feel like there are injustices that keep happening and that's why you're getting frustrated and that's why you keep score, then it's time for conversation to say, this, can we come together on this? This is a real problem for me and have a dialogue and talk about it. Most of the time, when we, you know, keep score and, and all of these things, we're thinking really badly of our partners. And oftentimes I find when I work with couples that that wasn't at all what was going on in their mind. What we think oftentimes is an agenda for somebody might not be what we think the, what might not, we might not be right about what the agenda actually is, is what I'm trying to say. So, you know, try that on, see if, see if that, that fits for you in some way because this again will foster anger this again is like a cancer in a relationship because then the relationship becomes tit for tat you know tit for tat and in the same breath I'm going to talk about the next one which is bargaining right bargaining trying to get somebody to do something they don't want to do or whatever that is, getting our, trying to convince someone to fulfill our needs or trying to convince somebody. And these are all related, right? These are all, we can see the threads going through all of these things because they're similar. They just out picture a little differently. So when I'm trying to get my partner to do something that they might not be open to doing, I'm immediately setting us up for opposition and power struggle. And that is oftentimes what happens in relationships. There's a lot of power struggles that happen. People are vying for position. And again, if that is mostly what your relationship is all about, that's not based on love. That's based on fear, afraid of not getting my needs met, afraid of you not being who I want you to be, or afraid of being treated unfairly and not loved, not appreciated and valued and validated for who I am, which is what we all want. So when it comes to the power struggles, um, and, and remember too, there's a lot of manipulation that we've all learned um, with old programming from generations before us. We've learned that manipulation is a normal um, a normal behavior pattern, right? And parents actually, I, I want to say, parents are teaching their kids how to manipulate, right? It's amazing what happens, but if our kids are witnessing us being manipulative and trying to manipulate things to our benefit or the way we think they should be or go, our children are picking that up. And then their relationships might have a big component of manipulation in them. Trying to get people to do what you want them to do. And we all know that we've done this at some point or another. And we all know our way of trying. I mean, I know the ways that I used to do this. Now, 
I really try hard to, um, I don't have as much of an, I don't have an agenda really, I don't feel. Um, but of course, I'm only aware of what I'm aware of in the moment. And I do remember clearly though, having an, having an agenda in a relationship and being quite aware of the agenda and having my agenda be the focus. So any time that that's where you are, you're not in love, you're in fear, and you have a greater need for somebody to make it okay for you. But what would benefit you is turning that inward and starting to accept and starting to love and to start to validate you and to give up the codependent pattern because manipulation It makes you feel bad. It makes those who are involved feel bad. If we're aware that we're being manipulated, um, it feels really, really bad, especially if it's been going on for a long time and then all of a sudden we realize, oh my gosh, I was being manipulated for years and I didn't even know it. And, I, and I've experienced it. So I understand what that's like. And you know what? It doesn't feel good. It makes us feel stupid, right? It makes us feel like uh, we should have known better and, and all those things we tell ourselves. But I want to tell you this that I look at it differently now. I look at the realizations that we have in our life. We're growing and we're learning. And that's what helps us see what to choose next time. That's that contrast. Now, I, now my eyes are more open to seeing what I like and what I don't like. Now my eyes are more open to, what it, to the differences between feeling good and not feeling good with a person in a situation. Um, hearing the way they talk to me, right? The way they speak to me. Um, and, and really having eyes more open. But instead of us always focusing on the other person, I would really like you guys to walk away from this podcast really going inside of yourself and asking you, what is it that you can do for yourself so that what somebody else is doing outside of you doesn't matter as much to you, right? Because when you're filling up your cup, you don't need somebody else to fill your cup up if you're filling it up. And it's, it's wonderful to have relationship. It's wonderful to have a romantic relationship and to really be in love. But I can tell you that you can attract that kind of relationship into your life more when you are a lot healthier and you're aware of the patterns that you do do and aware of how to start loving and valuing and validating and accepting yourself for you and having a stronger one-on-one -on -one relationship with self. So I'm going to leave it there. Um, and I hope that the patterns we talked about today, I hope they're helpful. I hope that you saw yourself in them. And I hope that next time you'll have more insight and awareness in the moment. It's not a bad idea when we come into a situation where we have, if we have a realization, right? After you listen to the podcast, if there's an argument or something you're aware of tonight or today that happens, stop yourself for a minute and just be aware of the role that you're playing in it. And ask yourself, why am I saying what I'm saying? 
why am I feeling what I'm feeling, right? And those are the questions. And then go away. You don't have to tell your partner or whoever you're doing this with, um, the argument with. You don't have to explain that to them, but just take, take notice. We do a lot in the moment. Take notice of yourself and go and ask yourself those questions in a moment of silence and quiet. Get quiet with yourself and really become more, more reflective about your behavior, what you're saying, what you're doing, your whys, those things. Okay? So I hope this was helpful. Have a fantastic week and I will talk to you soon. Thanks so much.